BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Welcome to the latest episode of Five on the Floor on the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for joining us on your favorite podcast app. We're on Podbean, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. We're also on Dash Radio on their Nothing But Net channel every single weeknight at 7 p.m. Look for our new fan-sided partnership. You're actually going to find us in more places. Also, Five Reasons YouTube. We had a stream tonight with almost 2,000 live viewers at the same time. You got to be subscribed there. FiveReasonSports.com. Spell that one out. You get the latest takeaways from Brady Hawk and others without a paywall. And check out the great sponsors of the Five Reasons Sports Network, including our friends over at Therapist Preferred. Make sure you using the code 5RSN. That's the number 5RSN. You get the tincture, the sports cream, the gummies, all that great stuff for recovery, for sleep. Use the code 5. That's the number 5RSN at therapistpreferred.com. Also, make sure you're checking out Better Edge. That's our new gambling partner. That's B-E-T-T-O-R-E-D-G-E, betteredge.com, backslash 5 reasons. They'll give you $20 to play around with if you just go to that uh, page. And this is peer-to-peer betting. This is totally legal in 45 states, including the state of Florida. And now, tonight's episode. Uh, five on the floor, ride for my dogs. Where is the thing? You can check the score. Hustle hard, couple scars, wearing bubble frogs. Just like Buckley said, you in trouble, y'all. Kept the floor playing, got an all band. Y'all seen the block, stop with one hand. Impact with trust, it's power, have the guts. We're here to bring the heat, y'all can hang it up. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reasons Sports Network. Welcome back to Five on the Floor. I'm your host, Greg Sylvander. Tonight's floor plan with me, Alex Toledo. You can follow him at Tropical Blanket and Brady Hawk. You can follow him at Brady Hawk 305. 
we are going to uh, discuss day one of NBA free agency. Um, it went live at 6 p.m., but we heard stuff earlier than that that kind of shook the NBA world. We'll get to that in a moment. Um, but essentially, so the floor plan will be to talk about kind of the biggest news of the day. And then um, we are going to just recap the transactions related to Miami specifically um, and, and kind of just make sure that everyone is clear as to who they have back, who may not be coming back and, on, and, and so on and so forth. So where we're going to start. Everyone was looking for 6 p.m., right? That was 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Here comes the, 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 the starting moments, right? And then we hear, uh, I actually like had laid down when this news dropped, um, and then the phone makes 100 notifications. Kevin Durant requests a trade from the Brooklyn Nets, his preferred destinations. Only two teams listed, the Phoenix Suns and the Miami Heat. Um, so that changes things, fellas. Like, I think Miami went into this very much looking to swing big, but like you, when you're going in with that mentality, you don't know what you're going to swing at yet necessarily. You're just hoping that you get the opportunity to swing big wherever. Um, but then they were obviously, um, as you know, we've, we've been tracking the, you know, Jay Crowder stuff has been prevalent. Um, so Kevin Durant puts your, your team's name on a list, y'all. They got to go all in, right? We're going to talk about how they get there, et cetera. Alex, I'm going to start with you. What were your thoughts when you saw Miami attached to Kevin Durant? The fact that Durant singled out those two franchises. It feels like this is like the go all in moment. Um, how, how did you perceive that when you saw Miami attached to Kevin Durant? I mean, you just said it perfectly right there, the go all in moment, right? Like, just like, and I said this on the stream that we had, you know, for anybody listening now who didn't check that out, you can go find that on the YouTube channel. There's a lot going on there, but there was a long stream that started around 530, I want to say, uh, through around 8 or 830. So that was, we were covering that live. I'm not even going to say we, because I wasn't even on there that long. So I'm not going to take credit for everybody that was there, but it was a great show because we went over a lot of this and we got live reactions. And a, a lot of it for me was like, wow, this is the type of stuff we talk about with the heat waiting for guys to become available. And it always kind of happens like this, doesn't it? Like guys become available out of the blue. There's always names that get thrown around a lot that seem like they're on the path to becoming available. And then they disappoint you like Bradley Beal, like uh, Zach Levine, you know, et cetera, guys like that, where, uh, you know, you're looking at them ahead of time. This Durant thing just kind of happened out of nowhere. And I know there was the, the, the stuff heating up earlier in the week, but then it came to a screeching halt when Kyrie opted in and seemingly everything was good. Well, seemingly everything was not good. I think Kyrie was clearly going for that five-year max, whether from the Nets or a four-year um, max from somebody else. Wasn't able to get it. Didn't wasn't able to finagle that. And then now that kind of the dust has settled, it's like, well, uh, KD and Kyrie. I don't know that they ever really settled things. So I, it just feels like it, it, this this whole experiment is is over. They they didn't really get to do the whole Ben Simmons big three thing. I'm just excited that the Heat are a part of this at all because I had no expectations for it. Even when that first tweet went out that it was a Kevin Durant trade request, like I'm just like, okay, Suns. 
And then a few minutes later, it was Suns and Heat. So when it's one of two teams, right, it's just it makes you feel so exclusive. You're on that roller coaster. You're getting that dopamine. So I'm happy for all of Heat fans everywhere who are all paranoid and uh, miserable about, you know, all the guys that they're supposedly missing out on and worried about. Here's another reminder, man. This is what they do. They're always going to be in the mix. So just, you know, enjoy the ride, man. They may or may not get them. It's fun that this is a thing. And also, like we'll probably talk about either to, um, tonight or on another show, it's going to lead to um, repercussions with Kyrie. He's going to eventually get dealt. So the, he could be a part of that as well if they're not into Durant stuff, if it doesn't work out for them. So it's just a lot going on. So much going on. And, and you're right. And not like, enough at the same time. Like I'm always like refreshing. Right. It's like, when's the next notification? And, and the, you know, there's certain periods of this where information starts to get so hard to get at that you just, it's like, all right, I'm just going to rely on the national guys. And when they tweet it out, like, I'm not going to keep chasing this. Like, who am I kidding? Um, because like, obviously uh, the agents are feeding stuff at certain times and it's, 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 it's interesting to watch. Um, but man, so, so let's, let's talk about Kevin Durant in the sense of basketball. Obviously the goal is you would want Jimmy KD and bam as your big three. Like, I think that we all can agree that that is like scenario one, which I guess you would then say, um, Kyle Lowry, Tyler hero draft picks, probably, uh, the kid they just drafted and then whatever, all the other picks they have and whatever else they could cobble together that they could match salary with Kevin Durant there. Um, but that would, you know, I don't know if that's enough. Is there anything, anything that, um, that you could even begin to poke holes in about a Jimmy KD bam trio. We'll start there. I think that that's maybe a hilarious question. We'll get by quickly, but then I want to start talking about the other ways that they can get him and what it would mean for the heat. Um, and, and kind of get a pulse check from either of you guys um, on, on who on kind of the different avenues here. Cause I think that there's some really interesting ways to look at this, but Brady, like, from a, just a sheer basketball perspective, like how fun would it be? How good would it be? Uh, and, and is the fit uh, as seamless as maybe I would like to sell it as? Definitely. I'd say so. I think Kevin Durant fits with anybody, first of all, just because he's one of the best scorers in NBA history, period. Like that's just how good he is. And even to this stage, uh, Jimmy Butler, Bam on a bio and Kevin Durant. Like if you have those three on paper to start it out, like you roll the dice with those three, like that's the ideal situation. I just have my doubts. If you're able to pull off a trade like that, that you come away with the best deal and you're able to keep both of them. I will say that like, I cannot see a scenario where they swap a Jimmy and a KD because I know that's being talked about. Uh, and I cannot see a scenario where Bam's being shipped out because simply it can't even happen because of the, the stuff with Brooklyn having Ben Simmons on his rookie extension, not having both of them. I guess there's this scenario of Ben Simmons I know there was talked about him getting sent back or maybe going to a third team, but it's, it's just so unrealistic. I feel like in that way too, that the only way would be the ideal situation of somehow maybe the bar gets lowered and Miami scoops in and throws every pick, pick swap, Tyler, every asset that they have. And they run the table with 
whoever's left on the roster at that point, whoever uh, undrafted guy, maybe you have a team full of the, that big three and then your summer league team that you're watching starting, I guess, Saturday might be filling out the, the rotation, I guess, for next season. But from a basketball perspective, Kevin Durant and Jimmy Butler offensively being able to share the load. Like I'm not even going to throw Bam in there because that just means there's less eyes on Bam. Like every, after every post game pod and we sit in there and say, Bam could have done this, Bam could have done that. He can simply worry about what he has to do defensively and, and just give enough offensively. And it's just the Kevin Durant and Jimmy Butler show. And it's just trying to be those co-stars in a way where you just get over the hump of the regular season, get into the postseason, uh, And then that's where I guess they make their push. But, you use the word fun, and I think that's what it would be. Like those three, I guess, in a Miami Heat uniform of, of the three of the front court would be pretty fun to watch because they're just three totally different talents that could do so many different things. Uh, and I know the Durant stuff, there's a, the video of him talking about after Team USA, how he was so impressed with Bam and talking about Bam and all that stuff. There, as much as we talk about stuff with Jimmy, like after watching what Jimmy just did in the bubble and did what he did last this past season, scoring 47 in game six, like there's not many guys that wouldn't want to play with Jimmy Butler either, but that's not the problem here. It's not about free agency. Like this isn't a free agent signing of, of trying to find the best destination. It's trying to find the best uh, trade package. So it would definitely be interesting. It would definitely be fun. I'm not worried about it in that sense. If you're able to keep Bam and Jimmy, I don't think anybody's denying the fact that you give every asset on the roster to get Kevin Durant and then figure it out from there. And as I said on that stream earlier, if there's any team I trust about getting three guys and then figuring it out from there to fill out a roster, it's the Miami heat. It's the developmental program that they have. And it's the scouting department that has, has had so much success over recent years. Could not have said it better than, than that in terms of them finding guys that uh, will play above their contract uh, and, and be able to produce, whether it's a veteran that gets uh, re, re, a resurgence in Miami or a younger player that kind of figures out um, and, and, and finds his way and becomes a contributor. I think you're absolutely right there. Um, before we uh, go over some of the, the different ways that Kevin Durant could make his way to Miami, uh, and then we're going to uh, also touch on, you know, the other stuff that happened today. I want to tell uh, you about one of the great sponsors of the Five Reasons Sports Network and Five on the Floor, and that's Prize Picks. Uh, my favorite daily fantasy app, the easiest and fastest way to play fantasy, daily fantasy sports on planet Earth. Pick over and up. All unders on all your different player props. You can win up to 10 times your cash. Uh, prizepicks.com. They are great on desktop, but also have a great mobile app. You choose your favorite players. You choose your favorite statistics to choose over and unders. Um, you can do flex plays, power plays, use the code five F I V E that will double your initial deposit up to hundred dollars. This is a lot of fun, especially as the NBA season winded down. It was fun, um, to, to get into the playoffs with this, but then the NFL season will crank back up. You got MLB going on, you got NFL futures on there. So use the code five F I V E that's prizepicks.com or download the app prize picks. Again, use that code five to get your initial deposit matched up to $100. So we threw out the dream scenario of how they get the package to get Durant that doesn't include Jimmy and Bam, and it feels a little unrealistic. Although I do want to say that although there's four years left on Kevin Durant's contract, I believe he has more leverage in saying how he gets, where he goes, um, and for who. 
I think that there's going to be more just by virtue of the fact that he can make um, that he can like essentially like if he goes to a place and he's upset, we're seeing what can transpire. So he's, he's essentially flexing his muscle now for any future situations that would resemble this one. So he really, I feel like has more leverage than the average player does in this scenario. Um, so let's, let's just break down a couple of the other ways that um, are not like the pipe dream things that probably Riley and Andy will pull off and we'll all just, we'll rant if that actually takes place. One is trading Jimmy Butler for Kevin Durant. I think we all agree that's not going to happen. I think Ethan went as far as to say that he, um, he, I think he, he actually heard it from um, a verified source of his that Jimmy Butler was not intended to be included. And I would tend to agree. Um, you know, like the salary matches, you could like say cutthroat Pat Riley's going to always go with the best player in the world. It just, the karmically, it just doesn't feel right. Um, so then the next one is Bam Adebayo. That's the, the the big option. And everybody immediately came to a screeching halt because you can't have two players that sign five-year designated rookie extensions. Um, you can't have them on your team if you've acquired both of them via trade. That's the issue. So it's essentially like if you're going around as a big market and plucking all the small markets players that they just extended and can't afford anymore, that's what they're essentially trying to guard against is that some big market that doesn't care about spending could go around and do something like that. So bear with me here, guys. Um, ben Simmons is on that rookie extension and he is on Brooklyn's roster. So they can't also have Bam out of bio because that's two guys on those rookie extensions that they would have both acquired via trade. So here's the two ways that it could happen. You could either take Ben Simmons and he can come with Kevin Durant to Miami and you expand the deal. Um, gosh, if I would have had to, if I have to take on Ben Simmons for Kevin Durant, I'm going to have a spiritual battle throughout the season. Um, but that's one way of it happening because then if Bam goes there, and Ben Simmons comes back, they're not on the same team, and then on we go. The other option would be to find a third team to send Ben Simmons to so that Bam Adebayo can end up in Brooklyn without Ben Simmons on that roster, and you'd have to incentivize someone to take Ben Simmons. Um, either of you who want to jump in, I guess we'll stay in the same order. No, Brady, go first. Um, do you think it's even viable to start to discuss the idea of bam out of bio in in these packages and ben simmons finding a third team or coming to miami etc or do you think that like it really is that like slam dunk scenario or it's likely not going to happen like what well, what are your thoughts on bam being included i think for starters when you're throwing in this talking about kevin durant trade and then throwing in the third team trying to land ben simmons somewhere it's hard to operate in itself. Like, I feel like that's a really hard thing to try to maneuver anyway. I guess if there's anyone that can try to figure it out, it would be uh, the he who kind of figured out stuff like that along the way. Uh, I would say it's viable. Anything's viable when you're talking about a guy of Kevin Durant's caliber, but I just don't see it being one realistic or two. The thing I keep coming back to is, okay, you trade the farm with Bam out of buy away and you, you roll the dice with Jimmy Butler and Kevin Durant and you figure it out from there. The Brooklyn Nets and Kevin Durant just did that. 
Like, I know it's a totally different scenario. And, and Kyrie Irving's problem was that he wasn't on the court, actually. But Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant were the two-man game with a bunch of role players around them, and they just got swept in the first round by the Boston Celtics, who just went on to the finals, who the Miami Heat, by the way, just took the seven games. Like, it's going to be a totally different season. We can't look back on that, but it's just the context here. Role, saying, Looking at that and then saying you want to do that exact thing, and you could say oh, Jimmy Butler is better than Kyrie Irving at this stage, but it's still just too similar, in my opinion, that you're going to give away. And I know everything's about win now, Jimmy's window, but you have nothing for the future at that point if you give away your one franchise cornerstone. Uh, so there's ways I could say that it's viable because it's Kevin Durant. But ultimately, I just can't see it being possible. Uh, and I just really, it just, I keep coming back to it that it just doesn't seem too easy to, to even do. Like, it's hard enough to try to figure out a way to do this one-on-one to try to get Kevin Durant. And then you're bringing in this third team to try to maneuver with and throw things around. Like, it just feels really tough. And it's, it's a risk, in my opinion, as good as Kevin Durant is. So ideally, the, the first thing we said that is unrealistic of them keeping Jimmy and Bam is the ideal thing that I think you try to get them to lower the bar at some point. But if that bar isn't lowered and then you're just kind of forcing something like this, that's when it kind of gets tough for me, to be honest. You're wise beyond your years with how you're treating Bam Adebayo in this scenario and looking at it from a broader scope. Alex, um, I know in a vacuum, we're all trading Bam for KD. I mean, like that's like, I guess, I, I think we all get there if we're just talking about that part of it, but do you see these other uh, avenues even being viable? Um, the least of which is Ben Simmons coming to Miami, but uh, watch that be the one that, <laughs> that makes it happen because that's just how uh, life works. But like, what are your thoughts on Bam Adebayo ending up being the big piece there? Do you think that like KD kind of wants to play with Bam? Is that something we should be thinking about? Uh, what are your thoughts on on kind of these different packages that are including some of the players that I don't think every Heat fan would love to give up in this scenario? It's true. And look, I, I just think everybody jumps at that and me too, because I just think logically when you when you kind of go through it, we had the, the KD BAM connection team USA. Uh, I think Ethan also tweeted something earlier today that kind of suggested that uh, he wouldn't want to come here without Bam. And I just think the same can be said for Jimmy. It's like, why is he doing all of this to come play with one of those guys and kind of be, especially like, let's say you trade Jimmy. It's KD and Bam. That's, you know, two awesome players for sure. Is that the situation that he threw everything away for though? Like the same thing, uh, if it's just him and Jimmy, like I think he wanted the, to go and join a team that already has something going. We've seen him do it before, right? And, and you know, everybody was joking about him picking the the two number one seeds <laughs> as the, the two teams on his wish list or whatever. And you look at it from the Suns' perspective, it's kind of the similar uh, thing going on where it's like you had the, the rumors going around about the Nets wanting Booker, right? Like they, they're not really that interested in DeAndre Aiden or whatever. They want Booker. And it's a similar thing where it's like, no, the idea was to add KD to Chris Paul and Devin Booker. So I don't think they're going to be able to get those types of talents. That's my first instinct. Maybe I'm wrong because it is a Kevin Durant and he's under four contract. I mean, uh, Jesus, he's under four years on his contract. So um, maybe they can get that type of talent in return. I'm very skeptical. Don't think Simmons to Miami could end up being a thing, even though it's viable. It's a viable option. Technically, 
you know, not ethically. No, I play around there. But uh, as far as Simmons to a different third team, I think that's definitely a viable thing where it's like if the Heat had to give up Bam, I think they would they would do it. Again, I don't think KD wants to come here without one of those two guys. But both of those things are, are viable. And like I said, if it really came down to it, that everything would be fine. If he just throw Bam in there, like KD's good with it or, you know, good enough with it or whatever, I think that he would do it and make that third team thing happen. Yeah, uh, I, I think so, too. I, I get that vibe that they I think that they're going to go to any length to get Kevin Durant. And the only reason that they won't get him is if. They literally just get outbid and Kevin Durant says, I'd rather go elsewhere or Brooklyn says, I'd rather have that package. I think that this is a moment in franchise history where they are going to go completely all in. So whatever that means is what it means, but that is my prediction here. I don't know what that it will manifest itself in a transaction, but this is like the moment they've been waiting for the lightning rod moment where they can absolutely transcend the build and accelerate this thing in ways that you just don't get the opportunity to do often. Um, before we get through the news of the day and we can, we can jump back on KD here and there. Cause you know, we jump around. I want to tell you about another one of the great sponsors. Um, this show is sponsored by better help. What's the first thing you do. If you had an extra hour in your day, go for a run, take a nap, maybe check the stats of the latest Miami heat game. I've got a better idea. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. I've benefited from therapy. I went through some life changes, major life events, had some difficulties, wasn't a believer in therapy, but it helped me and it can help you also. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Miami Heat today to get 10% off your first month. Again, that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Miami Heat. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. I'm not transitioning as crazy because we haven't had any disasters yet. When you're in Kevin Durant conversations on day one of free agency, uh, it's things are going okay, but 
If you're a South Florida property owner with an insurance claim, or if you're dealing with a water, mold, or fire damage, looking for a reputable, fully licensed, insured, and certified contractor, Water Cleanup of Florida is here for you 24 hours a day. When a disaster strikes in your home or business, you need specialized, fast, and reliable services. Water Cleanup of Florida understands the impact and stress an unexpected disaster may cause. With over 60 years of combined experience, Michael, Robert, their whole team down there, they're prepared to handle any size disaster. The guys are third-generation contractors in South Florida, so continuing to maintain their sterling reputation is always important to them. Their objective is to make the cleanup and insurance claim process painless and hassle-free. That's Water Cleanup of Florida. They're a licensed building contractor. They provide A to Z service, one-stop shopping. Call Michael anytime on his personal cell, 954-579-0356. Again, that's Water Cleanup of Florida. Call Michael, 954-579-0356. Tell him Greg, Ethan, and the crew at Five on the Floor sent you. If you got the schmutz, they got the guts. So here's the transactions of the day, guys. As, as we were watching the KD news and we thought that it was going to put a complete halt to everything that Miami was going to be doing. And it kind of did from an outside perspective. Um, I, they're looking at Jay Crowder. That is still ongoing. Um, obviously, Phoenix is on hold too. Um, they, uh, you know, I said on the stream that the Heat have submitted an offer for Donovan Mitchell. That was days ago, guys. And I apologize. I didn't specify that at the moment, um, but I am now. Um, so it wasn't really new news, frankly. Um, but that is something to continue to monitor, but their focus is on Kevin Durant. But as all that was going down, there were a couple he related nuggets, y'all. One was Victor Oladipo, who we didn't expect necessarily to be back, is back one year, $11 million. That's using his early bird rights to keep him in Miami. They are able to exceed the salary cap to retain Victor Oladipo. Um, this was not necessarily expected. Um, he wants opportunity and he wants the most money. I think he got market value. The opportunity thing is interesting because we didn't know if it would be here in Miami. Alex, what did you think of the Depot news? Um, and how does he fit? Well, you know me, I am a Depot guy. I, I wanted him on the heat. I was saying on the last five on the floor that we spoke about him, that it felt too early for the Depot thing to be done, even though it's been a season and a half, technically that he's been on the Heat's roster we only really got to see him during this past playoff run, which was cool because you got to see him when it mattered, but it was also very, very early in his comeback. He had only played a handful of regular season games, you know, a couple that didn't really matter at all. Uh, you know, had some nice performances for sure. And then had some positive moments th throughout the playoffs, even though he didn't shoot well, I wanted him back in general, just because I thought you couldn't replace him in, because of what you talked about there, um, his bird rights, they owned it. And so they could go over the cap to sign him while also keeping the other mechanisms they have, specifically the taxpayer mid-level exception, which is the only one we expect them to use to acquire an outside free agent because we know they're trying to avoid the hard cap reportedly, which is why uh, they weren't able to keep P.J. Tucker, which we're going to get to. But basically what I'm saying is they didn't have a way to adequately replace Oladipo, even though you know he wasn't one of the team's four best players or anything like that. Um, they weren't going to be able to get another guy, another guard in there if they wanted to, even though they got a nice little guard rotation without Oladipo in theory, um, who could attack the rim. And that was one of their flaws in their offense last season. We, we, you know, like to talk about the shooting not going well, which is, you know, probably the biggest 
basketball reason they didn't get to where they wanted to was a pitch how far the shooting dipped, but they just are not a team that gets to the rim that often. Oladipo helps with that. It was their quickest way of kind of keeping an option like that on the roster. And I think it's pretty, um, I think it's a pretty safe projection. If you just want to say he's going to be a more productive and valuable, impactful role player for them off the bench next season than he was this past season, you know, given a whole summer um, to actually work on basketball more than focusing on rehab after having already played you know, in the system for a little while, play when it counts most, knowing what type of role you got to play in, you know, what type of sets they run. So it just feels like he has a much more informed opinion and, and not opinion, informed, like, um, knowledge of what's going on with the Heat and how to uh, work there. I'm glad he's back, man. Um, you know, it could have gone either way right there because it felt like, uh, you know, you had Christian Hernandez from Heat Beat reporting the Knicks, Lakers, Jazz. I don't think he would have gotten a big role there. They all kind of had their own backcourts. Uh, you know, it was also reported the Wizards who ended up going with a bunch of other guards with other moves they made and the Pistons. So I don't know. It just felt like he didn't really have the exact big, big role that he wanted offered to him. And it's like, well, the Heat are offering you that one year, $11 million. It feels like a fair deal. Yeah, I had heard that there wasn't a high likelihood Tyler Hero and Victor Oladipo would occupy the same roster next year. So I think that's something interesting to think about. But um, but as it stands now, let's evaluate it as it, as it is, Brady. So um, I think, are we all on the same page that the next – move for Tyler is to be inserted into the starting lineup next year. That's the punch that the starting lineup needs to have. You need to see what he can be. If you're bringing back the same group, like let's just talk about it in those terms. Um, and then Oladipo kind of assumes that Tyler hero role off the bench. Is that what you think Brady is probably the most viable way for those two to coexist? Or do you have other thoughts? No, I think the starting shooting guard next year is either Tyler Hero or the person that Tyler Hero was traded for. Like, that's where I kind of come down on it, that it's going to be one or the other. Uh, I think they need that type of player. I was saying earlier that if there's some of the fours we've talked about, like a guy, let's just say for like John Collins, if he was to ever break free, Tyler Hero is the type of guard bridge you need to unleash a BAM John Collins front court. Like, that's the type of guy you need, a scorer, a creator, a guy that can run pick and rolls. Uh I'll be honest, when I saw the Depot thing, I think that would be his role is going to be the Tyler role of this past season. But when I first saw the Depot signing, the first thing that popped in my head was like, what's next for what's being operated behind the scenes for the rest of Miami's guards? Because this is a team that last season had trouble trying to find minutes for all these guards. Like we look at Kyle, we look at Gabe Vincent, we look at Tyler, we look at Duncan, Max, and now Depot. Like that's six quality guards at one point or another that, we know the Duncan piece is constantly being talked about to move for, for a starting four, uh, but there's still these other shooting guards that could be, or, or guards in general that could be moved to get that piece. So that's where it comes down to me. Like it, that was the alert for me that it felt like there was something else going on just because of that signing, but it also doesn't hurt them in any way to bring him back. And I think he's a valuable piece. I really agree with Alex when he's talking about the full off season thing, because I think a full off season of pure basketball instead of the rehab is important. Uh, and when he was talking about kind of knowing their sets and everything, Eric Spolster brought up training camp uh, at the end of the season where he was saying that he's going to be, you know, a different, at a different version training camp. I just want to see him go through a full training camp to be able to go through with the guys and the team and everything and, and to move there because all season when we had our 
talks about Victor Oladipo was never about Victor Oladipo as a player. Like there was not one point of our season where we evaluated him and said, he's not doing this correctly. It was, does he fit with Jimmy Butler at this stage? Because they have limited time to figure this out at the regular season is can him and Tyler work in the backcourt together because they have limited time to figure this out. They found ways because they needed somebody to plug the hole of a score or rim or rim pressure as Alex pointed out in the playoffs. And they found ways to make it work. If you get kind of find the roster early in the season, you go through training camp to show him his role. I'm pretty confident thinking uh, that he could be a really valuable piece. Just the offensive thing is, is the main element. Like if he can figure out his offensive role and not just be a spot up corner guy and figure out when I can go, when I don't, because the defensive stuff is a given like the defensive stuff, what he was able to do this past season, I think was really important. And it showed a lot of what he liked to do. And, uh, not that Victor Oladipo is changing anything from P.J. Tucker, but you're losing a valuable defender. It's not the worst thing in the world to bring back uh, a, a guard defender that can play up and, and do different things. So there's still the element of it's a one-year deal. Like, you know how he signed a prove-it deal this past season to try to see what he can find on the market. It's one-year $11 million. This isn't a prove-it deal, but it's maybe a, a situation where if he plays at a high level in this role, Maybe it's a, a kind of the opener for next free agency where it's a proven deal. It's going to get somewhere else. And that's not looking ahead to talking about him leaving <laughs> a year from now, but it's just the point of what it is. Like at this stage, I think uh, he has something to prove still. He's still coming back from an injury. I think he has a, a will have a decent role with this team considering uh, if they do make that move, but either way uh, I don't mind the signing. I think it's pretty interesting in terms of just being a, uh, in a different role, a different time, and just being the same Victor Oladipo, not the one from Indiana, because I don't want to get that twisted, that we're just like, now he's going to be Indiana Depot, but a different version that I guess we haven't seen yet. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you there, and I think that there's also this part of it. Um, with Miami being so open-minded to these big swing-type trades that likely will leave their roster top-heavy, I think it's nice if in the event Tyler Hero does have to get included in whatever type of trade, Victor Oladipo could be a starting shooting guard for a team. You know what I mean? Like that, that's not a completely like crazy idea is that you'd have to insert Depot to like kind of cobble together your lineup around a newly formed big three, if it's KD or if Donovan Mitchell ends up coming or something like that. So I, I, I agree with you guys. I was happy to see it. Um, but we also saw another one. Um, I'm saving. No, you know what? Let's get the bad news out of the way. PJ Tucker agreed to um, a deal with the Philadelphia 76ers, as was widely expected and reported. He got it looks like the full mid level for three years guaranteed. If I saw that correctly, keep me honest, guys, if I'm wrong, um, Alex. Uh, so first, I'm going to say this. Losing PJ Tucker sucks. And I wish that he would have not left. Um, I kind of can't believe he left. I guess I understand because of the sacrifice Harden is making that it really shows that they're going all in. So I, I can respect that a little bit, but it hurts to see PJ Tucker walk out the door. Um, luckily, there's so much other stuff flying around that I feel like it kind of ease the blow a little bit. Um, also hearing Depot come back and the next guy we're going to talk about in the front court that also came back. But, um, but PJ Tucker, uh, what are your thoughts on him finally out the door quickly? 
his impact in Philadelphia. We we've kind of beaten PJ Tucker to death in terms of like the analysis part of it. So it's like from either, from either of you, do you have anything to add other than to say like, thank you for a great season last year, PJ Tucker. <laughs> I like the way you ended that question, by the way, because you're very about the positivity and, and, and I like it because he Twitter definitely has a tendency to get toxic. And I think people were kind of headed and prepared for the worst with the rumors that they were going to lose PJ and Depot, you know, kind of the star stuff, uh, you know, seemingly coming to a halt before what happened today. And so it's kind of like what you said. I'm absolutely with you. It was uh, the PJ stuff was numbed out by everything going on with the net superstars. So that was cool. Again, happy for heat fans there because uh, it, it wasn't as bad, but it's still, man, I, I saw that tweet. I'm like, oh, I can't believe he actually did it. And, and like I said, I mean, uh, like you said about Harden taking less, I, I do respect that too from him because he realizes the type of players they need. I'm not even going to talk about the Sixers and, you know, what, what they get out of PJ. I refuse to do that. Thank you. Thank you. Because Hold uh, firm on that. That's what's up. I, I understand why he did it. Understand why the Heat didn't want to go into a hard cap. It's just really – almost shocking that the heat let him walk. I'm, I'm not even trying to like slam them here or anything like that. He just seemed like the type of player who the heat were going to pay out through the rest of his career. And it's like, you should have been here earlier. We're going to keep you. I mean, he's such a perfect fit, like basketball wise, non-basketball wise. I think you just needed somebody else who can counterbalance the things he does. So you don't have to be staple to him as, as your only power forward option in the playoffs. And it would have been awesome. But now, it's not the case. Um, happy for PJ to get his money. Like I said, this is only the second um, multi-year deal that he's gotten in his life. And the, the first one was with the Rockets, the team that, you know, the GM is is now over there in Philly. The right. Harden is over there in Philly. So I, I get the loyalty part again. Harden took less. So they're, they're, they were working together on that clearly. Um, respectfully, I hope it doesn't work out. <laughs> right basketball wise so, the funny part about that i'm picturing andy and pat like they get the news on pj and they're like all right you asshole now we're gonna make you defend kd and jimmy figure that out over there in philadelphia no nah, that's the spiteful chant that i have shout out the schoolboy q um so brady um Let's slide. I, I, PJ Tucker, I feel like you've said everything that you could ever say about him. Um, but if you want to sneak something in, you know, you always get uh, to grab the ball and go with it. You at least get one turnaround jumper a game with, you know, in isolation completely. You can just come wave off everyone and take a turnaround jumper once a game um, for just like Pat gave Zoe. But um, let's go to Dwayne Dedman. All of a sudden, we get news. Two years. Uh, what was the number? Nine something million. Um, he essentially is going to make about four and a half million. They also used his early bird rights. So Oladipo and Deadman were not used by any exceptions. They're not hard capped. They still have spending mechanisms to add additional players. Um, but Dwayne Dedman is going to be back four and a half million. Essentially, is what he'll be paid. It's a one year deal. The second year has some conditional stuff. Uh, I'm guessing that it's going to be partially to maybe even non-guaranteed on that second year. Uh, Brady, what were your thoughts on Dwayne Dedman being back next season? 
yeah, we were on the stream when it popped up and you see 4.5 million a year for two years. And it just makes you think because this is a minimum guy that just got off a minimum contract and he hasn't really uh, done anything to jump up from a minimum to a two year, $9 million deal. Like this isn't like a breakout thing. So it makes you think, why would this be happening? Well, the first thing it makes you think is that it could be used in a sign in trade. It could be used in any type of trade. And I know we were talking about pre-show, uh, of maybe juicing up a certain deal just to make money work or something along those lines. Uh, but that's the obvious one. The other thing that makes you think, and the other th- this is something else I brought up pre-show, uh, is it could be the element of we have to bring back this guy because the other guy that we have in our backup big man room, Omer Yurtsevin, could possibly be thrown in a deal as a Sweden. Like it just is what it is that if they make this big deal, a guy like that could be thrown in. You have no bigs left on your roster. Well, now you have Dwayne Dedman. So just in case that you don't need to use the Dwayne Dedman contract now, you don't need to use it to, to make anything work contract-wise, now you at least have a backup big as Omer gets shipped out if you get a star player, let's just say, for Donovan Mitchell. So those are my two kind of ideas, I guess, trade-wise. Uh, I'm interested because I've been saying, let's just say that the roster is the same. It'll, it'll be fun to see them, I guess, battle it out for, the, for that position if they're both on the roster. I personally think Omer Yurtsman is the back of five next year if he's still here. Like, I'm pretty confident saying that. Uh, so I think it's just – it's a waiting game, I guess. Like, it's this isn't for right now. Like, this isn't a contract where you're going to see tomorrow this be utilized. And uh, I know Ethan immediately was comparing it to the Myers-Leonard deal, I guess, from two years ago. I don't I can't remember exactly what that number was. What is it, around, like, two – 20 or it was a lower yeah it was he got about 10 million and that turned into a reza which which i think you're on to something there um yeah so myers was the similar because the second year wasn't guaranteed right so then they were able to flip him right. um i think you're right you're if everybody comes back garrett is gonna uh, take that backup center spot and Deadman is your insurance and he's four and a half million dollars that maybe won't be contributing, but can be contributing in a salary matching circumstance. But Alex, um, like, I guess, do you think that Dwayne Deadman has anything left in the tank? Do you think that like what we saw in the playoffs is informative to next season where we should not like have our hopes up that he can be a reserve center? Cause the other thing Brady brought up about the trades and stuff like that is that your could very much be a player that gets added into one of these deals, whether it's for Mitchell, whether it's for KD, whether it's for Kyrie, whatever ends up happening. Um, or even if it's John Collins or some other situation that unfolds. So is Dwayne Dedman a backup center in this league? I mean, he just got paid like one, but is he still one? Definitely got paid like one. I think he had a really nice, you know, whatever you want to call it, season and a half, not even season and a half, less than that for the Heat in the sense that for like 80% of it, he was doing his job. So you feel good about that. It's like, okay, at least he earned some of that paycheck. I don't think you need him to be much though, to be honest. Like um, I get wanting to upgrade at the uh, the back of five when the options were there. The options were not really there, though. Uh, Bamba and Hardenstein got more than I think the Heat would be able to to offer because we know that they only got the 6.4 taxpayer mid-level exception that they're offering. It seems like they're just throwing it around to uh, power forwards, which, of course, we all kind of anticipated. And so if that's the case, um, just like with Depot, they didn't have a different way to – um, get an outside five other than throwing the, 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 the veterans minimum at a guy like um, to get a different player there. So I get why 
bringing Deadman back makes a lot of sense. You know, like you said, uh, you know, they got Old Depot back with Bird Rice. They got Devin back with his early bird. And you kind of just solve that position in the sense that, like, if you trade one, you got the other, whether it's Devin or Omer, right? Omer is probably the one that's more likely because he's a younger player and the Heat like him. So other teams will probably just be like, well, the Heat like him. So uh, throw him in the deal, right? <laughs> if they're kind of choosing between him and Deadman. Um, but regardless, I think it's going to be like if both guys are on the roster heading into the season, I think it's going to be a competition in training camp. I don't think he's necessarily slotted in as the backup five. He did fall off a little bit towards the end, just look very slow. Could be, you know, wear and tear. But um, for all we know, just has a nice, decent enough regular season. And then his minutes dwindle in the playoffs like we expected to. And I wouldn't be surprised, man. But he also could be, um, you know, not to be disrespectful trade fodder in the sense that it's just another contract there that it's he's more tradable at 4.5 per season than at the vendors minimum right so similar thing with depot again just you you wouldn't be able to replace those positions because we know that that one other avenue is probably going to be the 6.4 tax pyramid level and then whatever they do or don't do with the duncan robinson trade piece so i think getting oladipo and deadman back ultimately for similar reasons, are we're just the right move. You're right. Uh, I'm, I'm glad that you went where you did with the tax pyramid level because we'll close there. This So one thing I, I think that this indicates to everybody is that the Heat are not being cheap because you're like, you don't inflate Dwayne Dedman's salary and then bring back Oladipo with bird rights if you're intending on being cheap. I do, I do not get that sense by those two moves. So that, to me, is a positive. Um, I think they're prepared to pay the luxury tax, hence the facts that they want to not use the non-taxpayer mid-level, but the taxpayer mid-level. Um, so they're, they're going to slot that in there. I've heard that they essentially take took that to a number of players around the league, Otto Porter Jr. being one of them. Um, I think that's the most likely one. Uh, but some of the other names I've heard, TJ Warren, um, Alex, keep me honest. What's the other name? Gosh, I'm getting tired. Guys. Gallinari was thrown out there. Thank by you, somebody. Gallinari, but that's probably drying up. Um, but they were interested there. Uh, I think they, the other one was Kyle Anderson who got scooped up today. He did, and he essentially got um, like nine, almost the full mid-level, a little under that or so, like nine million or so. So this is a little bit less than that, and there could be some other guys that I don't know about yet that they're that they're essentially i think that they're that they're throwing that out there and they're going to see who accepts it and if nobody accepts it um i don't know how it worked with caleb if maybe they would slot him in there i feel like that they really need to fortify the front court but maybe the duncan robinson trade or the jay crowder noise we were hearing so loud once the kd stuff gets figured out they go there or maybe kevin durant's the starting four next year uh, hey, he would be the perfect front court partner next to Bam. Good night. Thank you for listening to the Five on the Floor on the Five Regional Sports Network. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4:55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point, and it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.